Beautiful. Good evening. Today is Monday, January 10th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is We Agnostics, and our speaker tonight is Robin W. Thank you so much. Take it away, Robin. Hey, good evening, everybody. My name is Robin. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, glad to be here tonight um, and to be able to step up to do some service here. Um, my abstinence date is uh, June 14th, 2021. Um, I have a sponsor. She sponsored. Um, I have gratefully worked through the 12 steps out of the big book. Um, and uh, just, uh, it's funny that uh, Amy L asked, she called me today to ask if I could step in tonight. And um, I used to hate this chapter. Like I really hated this chapter a lot um, because I thought it didn't apply to me. Um, I I came to OA through the rooms of a, of a different 12-step fellowship. And um, I, knowing now, like, what I know now and, and applying it to my recovery in, in the other program, um, I pretty much, I, I wound up here um, because I uh, had missed some things in recovery um, <laughs> to, 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 be, to be succinct about it. Um, and what did I miss? Um, I missed this chapter. Um, I, missed, I missed a connection with um, my higher power. And um, what I, on, so the chapter we agnostics goes over the first step and the second step. So um, talks about, it, it goes, it goes in, it goes in a little bit, make sure that we really have a solid understanding of the first step that the, the um, allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind, and then it talks about the, the solution here and, um, and coming coming to believe in a power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. Um, so on, on page, um, on page 45 in we agnostics in the second paragraph, um, I like turning things into questions in the big book. And so it says when others mention God, have they reopened a subject, which I thought I had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. And the, the, the hard answer to that is yes. Like I, <laughs> Don't, I don't want to go to a meeting. I don't want to hear about your God. I don't want to hear about your higher power. I don't want to hear about any of it. Um, and, and that was the attitude I had before coming into OA. Um, it wasn't interesting to me. And, and I was also like, I was also like the boy whistling in the dark. Um, thinking, thinking I'm okay. I got this. I got this. I got this. And um, the reality of it is, is I, I don't, I don't have this. Um, so when I, when I got to, when I got to OA, um, and we started, I started working with my sponsor, I was very, I was very clear with her. I said, listen, I said, I don't have a relationship with a higher power. Um, and at the same time, um, I said, I, I think I want one. I know I need one. Um, and, and she, she gave me some she gave me a whole bunch of instructions. One of them, um, 
was to set aside 30 minutes of prayer and meditation in the morning, which I was like, ah, like lady, I don't have time for that stuff. Um, <laughs> but I now know why she did it because I, I needed to come to believe that a power greater than myself was going to restore me to sanity. And um, I love in um, how it works when it, when it talks about the A, B, and C after reading the 12 steps and it says God could and would if he were sought. It's not, it's not God could and would, period. It's if he were sought. So I got I to gotta set out on some kind of course of action here. Um, and and it, when we were going through the steps and I, I, was, I, was, I was told we were going to go quickly through the steps, but I was really bummed at the pace that we were going through the steps because I was like, could we please move on from steps one and two? Could we please move on? But the, the, it's very clear in We Agnostics why we go, why there's so much time and energy devoted into the first step. Because if I don't have the first, if I don't understand that um, how badly I need a God in my life um, because I'm without an effective mental de defense against the first bite. Like, why would I even do the second step? Like what, there's no, there's no point in it. And I needed to understand that. And I love the big book, how it just like follows this up with this chapter of like, we agnostics and we're going to, we're going to beat you over the head with the fact that like, you can't do this on your own. We've, we've, we've talked about it. They've shown us. You know, we, we got Fred, we got Jim. Um, I hear people's stories in the room about how crazy I am. Um, and, and then and, and it, it starts talking about um, on page 46, it says, we found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results even though it wasn't possible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is God. And again, if I turn that into a question, am I able to lay aside prejudice and express a willingness to believe in a power greater than myself? Um, the, the answer to that is, is yes. Like, yes, I think I'm willing to do it. Um, and it, and it reminds me of the second appendix where they talk about, um, that we can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. And when I got, when I started working the steps with my sponsor, I remember I spent a lot of time in July and August. I wanted to know what your higher power was. I wanted to know what you did to get a relationship with your higher power. And uh, I can't recall a conversation where somebody like explicitly laid out what their God was and defined it to me and um, gave me very clear, clear cut instructions on what they did every day. I mean, people shared like in a general way, but um, I wanted to hear the recipe, I wanted to hear the recipe. And what I kept hearing was keep working the steps, keep working the steps. Um, and when I, when I realized in, that I could lay aside prejudice, I could lay aside, I've been in recovery almost half my life, and, and I could lay aside all the times that I heard people talk about their higher power and I bristled. I could lay aside that prejudice and I could be willing to believe in a power greater than myself. And that's all that it asks. It doesn't, it doesn't ask to define, it doesn't ask to to, to spell out what, what that looks like. Um, 
I have a, a friend of mine who talks about the second step is came she you know it's came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and she says i came to imagine that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity and i always thought that was so beautiful because um we're creative people in here and we can we can it, it and it it never it never defines what we have to do and and i always thought when i read the big book that I, and i've read this book a, a bunch of times i always thought bill was like yes Christianity, Jesus, like right away. And it's not what happened at all. <laughs> it was just my own, it was my own prejudice against it. And, um, and what I, what I've come to believe, and I heard people say, like, you can imagine what you want your, your higher power to be. You can come to believe in whatever. And, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a black and white thinker. And if I don't, if I don't do it right the first time, forget it. I'm not doing it at all. And, um, and so I can just, I can just throw the whole concept out. Um, but, but come to find out that, uh, it, the, the steps don't work like that. <laughs> you have to do everything. Um, so on 47, it says, do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? And if the answer to that is yes, it doesn't, again, it doesn't say define it. It doesn't say anything like that. It doesn't even say, it doesn't even say believe what your sponsor believes. Nothing. It doesn't say anything like that. And it doesn't even, and it gives you an out. It says, are you willing to believe? It says, if the answer to that's yes, it says a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. It can be if we keep doing the work and and it, and it and it goes on to 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 talk about you know this is great news for us um when people presented us with spiritual approaches how frequently did we all say i wish i had what that man has i'm sure it would work if i could only believe believe as he believes um and so you know it, it goes on and talks more about um agnosticism and atheism and gets a little heady for me, but that's fine. Um, and then on page 50, and it, it says, here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed, they flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. And that's, and that's what we need. Like as selfish, self-centered, compulsive overeaters, I need a profound alteration in my reaction to life. I was driving home tonight um, from the grocery store, and I was just there was there was a, a an advertisement for for some cosmetic surgery, and I was and I um, and my my first thought was like that's not going to fix any of my problems. And then I was thinking about what other things do we constantly get thrown at that like, like this is going to fix your problem. Like these donuts are going to fix your problem. Uh, a bank loan is going to fix your problem. Running a half marathon is going to fix your problem. Like all these things that I've tried throughout my life. And the, the, the thing is, is that like, again, nothing outside of me is going to fix this spiritual illness that I have. It's a spiritual illness, nothing, nothing outside, no matter what I throw at it. Um, and I, I have to, you know, so, and, and I turned, I turned to another substance very early on in my life, very early on in my life, 
to help me feel better, to fill that God-shaped hole. And then I got, I, I took care of that. I took care of that. You hear that? I took care of that. <laughs> and then I, I, there were other things that I would use to, to fill the hole. And, and what got me was the food. The food got me. And it was like, and, and it's like, you know, God took me by the cheeks and was like, listen, lady, like if it's, it's going to be the M&Ms that are going to take you down. If I have to, if it has to be that, it's going to be the M&Ms that are going to take you down. And, and it, and it, and it's like, God grabbed me by the shoulders and was like, you need, you need something else besides food, money, drinking, a job, the exercise, but you need something else. And it's me, it's me, like I'm, I'm the answer here. Um, and as much as I, I really didn't want that to be it, like that's what the book says, like that's the answer is, is, is what's in the book, it's a higher power. And I get to, again, I get to imagine what I want that to look like. Um, so, and so, on page 50, it, it still says, um, in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of their human resources, they, meaning these thousands of men and women who have recovered, found that a new power, peace, happiness, and a sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements, which are the steps, the code for the steps, the requirements. Um, and then on 51, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. And here I am in these meetings in June and July, like listening to these people, all you talk, and it's like, okay, Robin, name some people, name some people who have relied on God. To, to, to cure this seeping, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And there's tons of them, tons of them. <laughs> it's like, okay, so what's the harm? Like what's, what, just do it. Like stop being, stop fighting it, stop fighting it. Um, and, you know, and, and again, it, remind, it reminds us one more time at the bottom of that page, we agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems. And have I stuck to the idea that self-sufficiency will solve my problems? And I share this all the time, like in, in my disease, like I had a house, job, kids, like, and, and, and I put 10 pounds on, take it off, put 20 pounds on, take 15. I mean, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I would say, look at how manageable my life is. Watch me enroll in this master's of education program and get another master's. Watch me enroll, watch me sign up for this half marathon. Whereas like I'm dying inside because I can't figure out what's gonna make me feel better. I should get another degree. I should go, I should sign up for this. I should sign up for that. Maybe I'll enroll my kid in this, maybe I'll do that. And it's like, none of that fills, fills the God-shaped hole, none of it, not a single thing. And, um, and it's just pounding this into our brains in this chapter. Um, and, and pounding the idea that self-sufficiency is not gonna solve my problems. So 
I have to, I'm, I'm forced to act like ask myself again, is the consciousness of the presence of God the most important fact in my life? And I actually have that question set as a timer on my phone. Like it's a reminder every day and I just hit snooze and I got that idea from someone else in the program. And it pops up at 7 a.m. every morning and I hit snooze for an hour and it pops up again and I hit snooze. And the, the only thing it really does is I'm always answering no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but it forces me to like, get centered because as as we've been i don't know i there's another meeting i listened to and um we're listening to or we're reading a paragraph in vision for you right now and i honestly i don't remember what we read this morning oh i think it was um the paragraph had ended but he had found god and in finding god he had found himself and i have to say that in We Agnostics, it talks several times about how that power, whatever whatever you want to imagine it to be, is here. It's inside. It's in, in, and it's in here. And it says, we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. It also says, actually, we are fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. Um, and I love in in in... I'm jumping and I'm I'm cheating because I'm using the spiritual experience because it tells us to read it three times in this chapter anyway. But it, it says, um, <laughs> it says, with few exceptions, our mem members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. And that's that's it. I just have to imagine something bigger than me. It's all I need to do. And and. And there's, there's no recipe. There are a lot of suggestions. There's a lot of experience, strength, and hope surrounding it. Um, I'm just imagining, and then I'm embarking on the steps. I just have to do some work. I just have to do some work. Um, and and I'll, I'll wrap up with, um, oh, Sorry, I'm not wrapping up. I lied. On page 50, I mean, I will soon, but then on page 55, it says, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. I love that. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. Um. Two minute warning. Thank you. Um, and, and, and on page 57, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. And I shit you not, like if you, <laughs> I just had to get over myself, that was it. I just had to get over it. I just had to like suck it up, suck it up and say, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm done relying on myself. I'm done. I'm done running the half marathons. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with that program. I'm done. There's nothing. There's nothing left to do except pick up this simple spiritual toolkit that y'all laid at my feet. That's it. Um. And 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 restore me to sanity. Ooh. Uh. I mean, there's. There's moments of insanity now and again, but I, I, I feel so, so restored in a way that I, I haven't felt in a program 18 years. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I love it. I won't change it for anything. 
Um, and uh, even if there was a pill that somebody said, you know what, if you take this pill, you can have whatever you want to eat. Mm -mm, not interested. Uh, I love this way of life and uh, I'm glad to be of service here tonight and I will pass. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Thank you so very much, Robin. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. At, as this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask that you please accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you would like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it is your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Turn it over to the Zoom host. And first we have Sarah, go ahead. Oh, I am so happy that I came to this meeting. I am all by myself at home with my son and two dogs who were all very, very hungry. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to try and do it. And then it's you, my friend. And it makes me so happy to hear you talk because I feel as if I have been so lucky to get to hear these little bits of wisdom from you through all the time that I've known you on our answering machines and back and forth, and back and forth and back and forth. And then hearing you speak every single thing you said, I just was like, yes, I get it. I, I totally relate. Same, 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 same. And I, as you know, do not like to share. And I had to share just to, because it just made me so happy that everybody here gets to just hear all the wonderful things that you had to say. And it's not just me who gets to have it. So anyway, thank you. Thank you for sort of saying yesterday and filling in. It just really filled my bucket. All right. Mwah. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Sarah. And next we have Kristen H. Hi, uh, I'm Kristen H., a recovering compulsive overeater. Um, thank you so much, Robin. That was really great. Um, you know, when I first, so I came into program, um, a pretty like devout atheist. And uh, when I first read the, um, and I say devout atheist as a joke, because I was so like firmly rooted in my belief of not believing that I was kind of a pain in the ass. But, um, when I first read the, uh, we agnostics, I took it issue with the way they described what atheists believed. And I just threw the whole chapter away. And it wasn't until, um, I was going through the book, maybe the third time with a sponsee that I actually read it. So, I mean, I was taking people through the book of this and just not really getting the chapter. And like, if they were already religious, I just sort of blew over it. I mean, I feel terrible, but when I finally like sat and did it, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is really Amazing. And I think one of the things that sticks with me every time I read it is that the pains they go through to make it clear 
that it doesn't have to be God. There's all kinds of other names for a higher power in there. Creative intelligence, spirit of the universe. I mean, there's, I think there's like nine of them or something. And so there's just this great pains to say, you know, it doesn't have to be the way that you think it has to be. It doesn't have to be prescribed by a church or by external forces, you know, it's just like, it's like you said, Robin, like you, you just come in, but with it, your imagination and believe in it and it works. So, um, and I, I have been thinking a lot, um, about surrender today and, um, like what it means to truly surrender. And, um, one of the things I think I'm having trouble surrendering and it relates to this chapter is, uh, cause I I've shared a lot in here that I've, you know, I've been around the rooms and I've been going through this relapse and I, I just having trouble keeping the food down and having a lot of cravings. And I realized that I'm not surrendering to where my feet are right now. I have this memory of how I've been in recovery that I used to have a relationship with my higher power. I used to be sponsoring. I used to be neutral with the food and I'm wanting to be that way again by just putting the food down. So for me, I think, I think, well, I'm abstinent. Where is it? Why isn't it coming? And I'm finally starting to surrender and accept that, no, you really have to do this, this footwork again, Kristen. And part of that is, you know, not just reading the doc off and being like, oh, check, you know, I, I kind of knew what that all said, and, or, you know, not just reading we agnostics and being like, check, but like actually surrendering to these steps and going through the process again. So, um, thank you for your, uh, thank you so much, Robin, for your service today. Um, it really helped me in what I was thinking. So thank you. Thank you, Kristen. And next we have Amy L. Hi everyone. I'm Amy L recovered compulsive eater and exercise bulimic and I can't see where you went, Robin, but thank, oh, there you are. <laughs> thank you so much for stepping in. And um, I just so appreciate the way you just had a conversation with us. And um, that's so powerful to me. That's always been hard for me to just share. You know, I, I have that kind of like, well, I have to say something meaningful or you know, you just talked to us, um, not, neither higher nor lower, just one of many. And I wanted to share that for me, I also came in years ago, a devout agnostic. And um, I really struggled with the higher power. Um, many times I, when I came back into OA, but at the same time, I always, as far back as I can remember, I had this feeling that I'd come back to, like, I just don't know how to do life. Like, somehow there was something fundamental I was missing. And I was very aware of that. And I, uh, I always thought spirituality was something people were born into. And you either had that incredible faith or you didn't, and I just wasn't one of the lucky ones, and it didn't really make sense to me. And I had this experience um, an earlier time when I worked the 12 steps, when I was coming back after a long relapse, and my mother had passed, and I was working with a sponsor, and I could not get absent. I could not put the food down. 
I had no idea what a higher power was. And I remember just going on a walk and just looking around me and looking at the trees and, and, and just seeing that, wow, there's something about this tree that knows how to bend with the wind. There, there's something about the leaves that know how to rustle. They know how to turn color, you know, and then I, I saw a rabbit and a bird and I, I just got there's something fundamental in, in nature, in, in the order of the way things are that knows how to grow towards life. I didn't know how to grow to, towards life. But that hit me in such a way. And I remember I came home and I went to the refrigerator and took out a yogurt and the yogurt was sour. And I thought, wow, I don't really want to eat this yogurt. And I had the thought, wow, this is so different. It wasn't about so much at that point taste to me. I just needed to get that food in my mouth. And so that was like... That was a miraculous awakening. And I had a pink cloud absence and, recovery. and just to wrap it up, I didn't stay recovered. I, I fell again into my bondage of self, into my disease. And, and I related to someone saying, wanting to have it the way it was before. This round, it was very different. And I had to really take a lot of actions to actively connect. So anyway, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. Thank you for sharing, Amy. And next we have Angela G. Hey, everyone. I am Angela, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, what a wonderful meeting so far. I'm hearing incredible things. Thank you so much, Robin. Um, you know, there's a certain lightness and a certain um, humility, actually, I will say that I hear. Um, I love this chapter so much uh, and uh, I love what you shared about it. Um, you know, I grew up with a punishing God and a judgmental God. So I just kind of put it up on the shelf for much of my adulthood, you know, until I came into program, I realized that you know, I was trying to recreate this thing, you know, and while I believe that, you know, I feel it when a group of people come together, while I believe that it probably is within me, I still am, I find myself going without, you know, going outside myself for this power, um, when I really believe I have it within me, you know, um, it's, uh, I don't know how to describe what's happening lately. Um, something miraculous is happening within me lately. Um, and uh, I'm just being more present with my uh, circumstances, with my decisions, with my program, with uh, you know my outreach, with my fellows. Um, there's just a different uh, appreciation maybe, you know, for being exactly where I'm at. Um, I was talking to someone today and I realized that as I looked around myself, I could see things almost like with a different lens on, you know, um, or a filter is, has come off or I don't know how you want to describe it, but I'm really experiencing things in a different way. And every time I read the big book, I see something totally different in it. 
So I guess I'll just say that I feel like the crack is there and light is getting in more and more each day. And that, um, you know, I feel like I'm in, I'm in receive mode where I know for most of my adult life, I have not been. Um, and I know a big part of that is not being part of the loop, right? The obsessive loop, that mental twist, um, you know, just to be present where I am every day um, is, is really, um, it's, it feels transformative, actually, you know, something magical is happening. So just, I just wanted to share that. I don't know if anybody can relate, but um, it's where I am at today. So thank you for hearing me. Thanks. Thank you, Angela. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with the Zoom host. Please stop the recording.